0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the From Downtown Podcast. I'm your host, Dahani Joseph, and today I want to take you guys down memory lane for a little bit. Let's let's take you back all the way till 2016. Back in 2016, I was a 7th grader. I just started playing basketball, and I still love playing video games all the time. That was my life. But, for one, Anthony Davis in 2016... Specifically, February 21st, 2016, Anthony Davis set the New Orleans Pelicans all-time record in single-game scoring with 59 points, including a 20-rebound performance. That was when Anthony Davis was 22 years of age. You can ask anybody on ESPN, anybody who was writing for the NBA, at that moment, Anthony Davis could have a legitimate argument. If you survey GNs which they did, and I'll get into that shortly, about who we would take to start a franchise, Anthony Davis at the top of that list. You talk about the athleticism that he provided on both ends of the floor. You talk about the offensive repertoire for the four position, the ability to bang down low with the post-up, to have the footwork of a guard at times come off screens, pin downs for three at times, although that wasn't his strong suit. He was much more of a mid-range maestro. The ability to pick and pop with, back then, his guard was Drew Holiday. Just the overall game that Anthony Davis had at his disposal, you're like, okay, what can't this guy do? Not to mention, he was an all-world defender at that time in his career. At only 22 years of age, so young yet so skilled, you had to think, okay, this guy is the future of our league, no doubt about it. And looking at the last four or so annual GM surveys where the NBAs give their opin- NBA GMs give their opinions on various different topics. They always do. If you were to start a franchise today and you had any player available to start your season, start your franchise with, who would you pick? Now, for the last four or so years, it's been Giannis, number one, which I think anybody with the right mind and understanding the trajectory where he's been going on in his career, that makes perfect sense. But Anthony Davis, top three. And that was always in lockstep with guys like Kevin Durant, guys like LeBron, guys like Steph Curry. There's one year I saw Colin T. Towns was number one. That was, that was very interesting looking back at that now. And Karl Anthony Towns would be the number one guy you'd want to take, but again, back in 2015, 2016, when that was done, I think that was that was a rather reasonable thing to say. <laughs> Not now, but you know, hindsight's 2020, 20, and when you see an Anthony Davis top three for so many years, it's like okay, we know what he can do. I start my team around him, but the injuries—we always come back to the injuries of Anthony Davis. You talk about missing so much time throughout this Lakers tenure. Outside of the the bubble, really, which was like a legitimate stretch where he was healthy, playing at an all-NBA MVP level in some stretches the following season in 2020-2021, Anthony Davis really hasn't been healthy. I and mean, we could say that about his, his, his entire career, but when you look at him when he is healthy, he's an MVP candidate. He's an All-NBA guy. He's a top 10 player in the game when healthy. And last night, I think, was the perfect icing on the cake, capstone, whatever you want to call it, to show that Anthony Davis is back. Anthony Davis is one of the top 10 players in the game when healthy, dropping 55 points, a double nickel, 17 boards, and three blocks against the Washington Wizards last night, which culminated a 10-game span where he's been, quite frankly, on another level. You talk about what he's meant to the Lakers, going 8-2 during the 10-game stretch. Anthony Davis, a special talent, and people have forgotten just how great of a talent, of a superstar, that Anthony Davis is. And I'm so happy he's been proving it. We're going to get into how great Anthony Davis has been over the 10-game stretch, how he compares to some of his contemporaries during this time, and also, it's Monday, y'all. You know what that means. Week 8 Power Rankings. We got all that and more coming up right here, right now, on the From Downtown Podcast. Don't touch that dial. So if you haven't been following the Los Angeles Lakers and Anthony Davis's performance over the last 10 games, let me break it down to you, all right? Over the last 10 games, the Los Angeles Lakers, 8-2. Now, yes, some of the competition hasn't been as stout as some of the other teams. For example, they played the Spurs, the Pistons during the stretch. Those teams respectively were at the bottom of their conferences. The Spurs, by the way, one 16 in the last 17 games. I thought that they were going to be at least trying to win games after they started the season. Early on, winning a few games here and there. But that was just a a facade, a mirage, whatever you want to say. Greg Popovich knows the talent that Victor Wembanyama has, and they're going all in to tank for that guy, which makes perfect sense. No, No disrespect, no changes for me in that regard. I would do it 100%. They know what they're doing in the San Antonio Spurs organization. Having said that, a win is still a win for the Los Angeles Lakers. 8-2 during the stretch. Anthony Davis, over the last 10 games, 34 points, 15 rebounds, and 3 blocks a night over this 10-game span where the Lakers went 8-2. And we can go a little bit deeper into the stats, right? 24-14 24-14 and 14 against the Kings. 37-18 and 18 against Brooklyn. Which, Brooklyn, give them credit. They're starting to figure things out despite losing to Boston last night. They're starting to figure things out now with Kyrie back in the fold. Ben Simmons playing at a solid level. KD obviously doing KD type things. They're getting it back together. Brooklyn on the rise as well. But we'll get into them at a later point. Against Detroit, Anthony Davis, 38-16. Four blocks. San Antonio 30 and 18. Phoenix one of the best teams in the NBA. 37 21 five steals, five blocks. Okay? 25 and 15 against the Spurs again. Three blocks to go along with that. Against Indiana, 25 13, six assists, four blocks against Portland. 27 points. 12 rebounds, three blocks against Milwaukee Friday night. If you weren't watching that game, I don't know what you were doing because that game was awesome. Down to the wire, Los Angeles doing what they had to do late to win that game. Some key shots by LeBron, Russell Westbrook with the assists off the bench. Just beautiful basketball, probably game of the year. Anthony Davis starred. 44 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks, going head-to-head with the best player in the game, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who also dropped 40 points. But give a lot of credit to Anthony Davis. He was ready for the matchup. He understood what had to be done. This was a show-out game for him. Uh, Rising, not even a rising star, because we already know who Anthony Davis is. I knew Anthony Davis was a superstar, but a lot of people, give them... All the blame. A lot of people I've seen in time and time again. They said, Anthony Davis is not that dude anymore. Which is just a false narrative. He's been hurt. He's been dealing with injuries, nagging leg, lower extremity injuries that he had to deal with constantly in his career. Especially within the last two to three years post-bubble. Even before the bubble, he had injuries too. But getting that rest, he was able to put on such a basketball arguably the best stretch of his career, en route to his first NBA title. And then last night, against the Washington Wizards, which without Bradley Beal, you would think it would be an easier night, but no, the Wizards tried to climb back into it late. 55 points, 17 rebounds, and assists, 3 blocks, on 73% shooting. Now, if you told me these numbers and said, what, who do you think it is in terms of their ranking in the NBA? I'm going to read it out again. 34 points, 15 boards, and 3 blocks. First of all, if you just told me to think who gave, gave out these numbers, I would think Shaquille O'Neal, personally. I mean, that's what we're talking about here, 34, 15, and 3. Those are Shaquille O'Neal-type numbers. That Anthony Davis is putting up right now. Different games, of course. Anthony Davis, not the bruiser that Shaq was. But you talk about the interior presence still. With the drop sets, with the hooks. With the pick and roll game that he's developed with Russell Westbrook. Which, honestly, having Westbrook off the bench. And still getting to play with Anthony Davis at stretches. Having that pick and roll. And I'll say the same thing with LeBron. Little corner pick and roll where they start off in the corner, usually the left corner to be specific, and then Davis setting a pick and roll so he can roll to the basket, and then LeBron or AD, they'll have the option to turn that corner, get a running start at the basket, or they can find Anthony Davis down low to finish at the rim. These little type of plays getting Anthony Davis easy opportunities at the basket, but also Davis getting the ability to isolate on the elbows. Again, the ability to face up, hit a player with a jab, step, one dribble into a step-back shot. Very Embiid-like. His mid-range, although Embiid, one of the best at the mid-range in the NBA for a center. Davis is right there. I think a lot of people forgot about that. That was his bread and butter a lot of the times in New Orleans. Facing up, getting to the mid-range jump shot. He also has a floater in his arsenal as well. A little 5'10 foot floater. Anthony Davis has been adept at coming off the pick and roll. The three-point shot towards the latter part of this stretch has been a weapon, too, shooting 42% during this stretch. Now, when you look at the best players in the world, let's, let's be real here. Over this last 10-game stretch, we always got to start with Giannis if we're talking about the best player in the world. Giannis, over the last 10 games of his career, Giannis Antetokounmpo has averaged 32 points, excuse me, 31 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists over his last 10 games. Culminating in that last game against the Lakers, he had 40 points, seven rebounds, five assists, and a block. The best player in the world, in my opinion. I'm not going to overreact to the stretch that Anthony Davis has had saying that he's usurped Giannis as the best player in the world, especially considering what we've seen from Giannis over the last however many years. And yes, Anthony Davis has been hurt throughout this stretch. Davis won the championship. Giannis won the championship. I think Giannis easily could have been in the finals last year. I think that's safe to say. Chris Middleton was there, although I still believe Celtics... You know, they're a great team. They were a great team last year. They should have won the finals. But honestly, who knows? But Milwaukee Bucks may have pulled it out if they had Chris Middleton. And if that's the case, Giannis could be sitting here as two-time reigning NBA champion. But regardless, even with one championship, Giannis's all-around impact on the game leads me to believe he's still the number one player in the NBA today. But over this last 10-game stretch... Anthony Davis outplayed Giannis Antetokounmpo. Plus, in a head-to-head matchup, which you can't discredit those, Davis had the better game. Luka Doncic, arguably one of the front runners for league MVP coming into the season as well as currently. 33-9-9 over his last 10 games. Anthony Davis still. You look at the numbers... Totality, Anthony Davis, the defender, is leaps and bounds better than what Luka Doncic has been over his career. And yes, sir, you can say Luka Doncic is his entire offense for the team. So, he's going to have the higher assist totals. He does more for his offense, even though defense is in a strong suit. But Anthony Davis is a key cog on both ends of the floor for a surging Los Angeles Lakers team right now. Dallas sort of in the middle of the pack not doing as well as they ought to have been doing especially considering what they did last excuse me what they did last year in the postseason getting to western Conference finals I think Anthony Davis has been better than Luca over this stretch although that 41 12 and 12 against golden State that was spectacular And the 42 13 10 game against Portland so again, it's close. But over the 10 game stretch, you can say either or. I wouldn't be mad. Let's go to Jason Tatum. Averaging 29, 9 and 5 over his last 10 games. The the best game during this span, a 49 and 11 rebound victory over the Miami Heat. Put it all together, did what he had to do. One of the best players in the game. A top 10 talent leading the league for MVP honors right now. Again, very similar production in terms of defense, in terms of their impact with the team. Offensively as well, they're the go-to guys on their squad. You can take either or. I wouldn't be mad whatsoever. Kevin Durant. Over his last 10 games, 29-7-5 and five assists a night. Best game for him was a 45-7 rebound, 5-assist effort against the Orlando Magic. Kevin Durant, obviously a little older than the rest of these guys, but you still see the impact that Kevin Durant has on his team offensively. Defensively, he isn't as great as he once was, but he can still get it done on the defensive end. But Anthony Davis... He's been doing stuff, man. When you watch him play, if you're catching games, just the offense running through him, there's really nothing a defense can do. And we saw it. We saw it right on Friday night. Primetime game against the Milwaukee Bucks. The number one defense at the time in the NBA. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Again, the best player in the game. One of the best defenders in the game. One of the best rim protectors in the game. You have... Brooke Lopez, arguably one of the best centers in the game that isn't a star. You might need to throw that isn't a star label out. Just might say one of the best centers in the game, period, for what he's doing on the year. Defensively, an absolute beast. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a Defensive Player of the Year conversation because that's just how dominant he's been anchoring that defense for the Bucks. So you got two top-tier rim protectors. For a guy in Anthony Davis that is constantly going to the basket, who's constantly attacking the rim, picking roll situations, whatever it may be, Anthony Davis dropped 44 points. A lot of those points were inside. It's not like he was taking many threes. He took three threes, made two of them on that night. But a lot of that game was inside in the paint, banging down low, alley-oops, floater, Some mid-range shots here or there, but ultimately, he was getting into the paint against the number one defense in the NBA. So that shows not only can you score against the lower-level competition, the lower-level defenses, which you should be able to do as a top player in the game. But when palms get sweaty, when it gets hard down the stretch to beat the good teams, when you need to get a bucket, Anthony Davis has proven throughout his career, but really now during this stretch especially, coming after all the injuries, All the doubt from people across the media, fans in general. Anthony Davis showed he can still get it done for this Los Angeles Lakers squad, which is crucial when you talk about LeBron James in his 20th season. Talk about the lack of shooting all around, the lack of offensive tools that this Lakers squad has. Anthony Davis needs to step up. He needs to be the best player on the team. And so far, Anthony Davis has been the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers. 8-2 8-2 record over the last 10 games. They need some more of it to get into the play-in situation, but again, the West is jam-packed right now. We'll get into some of the Western Conference teams in the power rankings in a second. But, if the Los Angeles Lakers continue, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, let's let's say that right now. If he can stay healthy, no injuries, and can continue this game, His this level of excellence in his game that he's sustained over the last 10 games, maybe push it to 20, 25 games. You have to really think and consider what can this team really be by postseason time? That has to be a legitimate conversation. I know I will say, first and foremost, I thought the Lakers were done early. I thought their lack of shooting would be their downfall. They are an abysmal three-point shooting team. They were to start the season. But Anthony Davis has remedied all of that by being the best version of himself. The offense now runs through him. LeBron will still get his numbers for sure. I think last night he had around 30 points, 7-7. He could still get it done. We all understand the greatness of LeBron James. Still a top player in the NBA today. But for Anthony Davis, and for the Lakers in general, to really succeed at that NBA championship level, which when you have LeBron James on your roster, that's the expectation. Anthony Davis has to be the best player on the team. You can go back to the bubble. Anthony Davis at times was the best player. LeBron was still at the height of his powers during that 2020 season. Plus, he had rest from the shutdown in the NBA due to COVID. But at times, Anthony Davis took the ball out of LeBron's hands and said, all right, sit back, relax, let me get to work. And that's what he's doing now of his last 10-game stretch. Again, 34-15-3. One of the best basketball Davis has played in his career. He's looked like one of the best players in the game. During this stretch, a top-five player in the game, that's not hyperbole, that's not an exaggeration, that's not being a prisoner of the moment. That's just facts. That's just facts, that Anthony Davis has been a top five player over the last 10 games that he has played in his career. The Lakers have been benefiting from it, 8-2 and record. Let's see how far they can go. Let's see if this streak can continue. And let's see if Rob Palenka and the staff over at Los Angeles will make some moves to capitalize on Anthony Davis, whether that be making some trades with Westbrook, although I don't think they a trade Westbrook. He's been doing an amazing job off the bench facilitating. Sparking the pace of the rebounding. Scoring two at times. I think he's great off the bench as a six man. There's so many things that could happen over the next how six, no, not six months. Four months or in December right now, so leading up to April. Leading up to the trade deadline, I should even say that because I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some moves Maybe if Anthony Davis continues this streak to around January, maybe Rob Palenka and the staff just push their chips in, pushes them into the center, says, all right, let's go all in. The NBA is rather wide open. Of course, you have Boston and Milwaukee at the top of the East. Phoenix at the top of the West. But if Anthony Davis playing like this, you have to capitalize. Trading those picks, get some shooting, do what you have to do. Maybe that's their mentality. Maybe the mentality is, Let's keep the team. We know we could be an elite defensive team. Early in the season, they were a top defense in the league. Anthony Davis back brings an offensive animal with the pick and roll situation. A guy that can clearly give you 50 plus on any given night. Rebounds amazingly. Average a double-double during this stretch. Can block shots. They get you some steals. You can't do any wrong and Los Angeles Lakers have a real shot to not only make it to the playoffs but make a run with Anthony Davis playing at this high level that he's been playing at now let's get into week Eight's power rankings unfortunately I cannot be a prisoner of the moment I cannot say the Lakers are in the top five solely because although they have been on a streak although they have been eight and two during this stretch And Anthony Davis' MVP candidate over the last 10 games. I simply can't do it, man. I simply can't sit here and say that he's been, or the Lakers rather, have been a top five team in the NBA. But you know, maybe if they continue for the next two weeks or so, maybe even next week they play themselves into a playoff spot. Maybe then I could say the Los Angeles Lakers are a top five team. But I'm not going to do that yet. We have some time to go. Still in the beginning of December. Not much basketball left to play. Let's get into it. Number 5. The Cleveland Cavaliers. were 15 and 9 The number 1 defense in the league. Holding opponents under 100 points per game. In the last 5. Plus their offense is still top 10. So during that stretch. Jared Allen did not play at all. During that 5 game stretch. So when you talk about the overall team defense, the team dynamics, obviously with Evan Mobley still in the fold, you still have a top rim protector in the game, and offensively top ten, still have Donovan Mitchell, one of the best scorers in the league, averaging 28 a night. You have Darius Garland as well, 22 a night, eight assists, Evan Mobley 15 and nine, half a block a game, then Jared Allen 13. And a half points, 11 boards, a block a game. This team, we know what they are already. We know that they're going to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. We know that they have a top scorer in the game in Donovan Mitchell. We know that playoff Donovan Mitchell is a real thing. Utah fans are well aware of that situation. Right now, it's just stay healthy Save the course, they'll most likely end up being a top three seed in the East, which by all accounts will be a very successful year for this Cleveland Cavalier squad, considering they missed the playoffs entirely last season. It's playoffs or playoff or bust, maybe even East Conference Finals or bust, depending on who you ask. This team has the talent. They have the all stars on this team. At least two. Maybe if they put Darren Allen three. Evan Mobley's a potential All-Star, so there's four potential All-Stars that you have on this roster. At one point, they have to be a Conference Finals contender, at bare minimum. Now, we say that, and then Boston and Milwaukee are are two teams that seemingly are head and shoulders above the rest. It seems like there's a little bit of a dis- distinction when you talk about Boston and what they've been doing in Milwaukee. Versus the teams under them, like a Cleveland, like a Philly. The list goes on and on. But I don't want to discredit what Cleveland has done early in the season. Because they're legitimate. And when they're stopping you on defense, and then going in transition with a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who's electrifying as it gets in the open court, man, it'll be tough. It'll be a tough road for whoever has to play Cleveland. Cleveland. I can easily see them in the conference finals. NBA Finals is tough only because there's two teams I see better than them in the conference. But they have the potential. If everything shakes out, the Cleveland Cavaliers can be an Eastern Conference Finals team this year. Number four. And this is a new development that we've had over the last week or so. A a new team entering the top five. The New Orleans Pelicans. For New Orleans, they are 15-8. Second best team in the Western Conference, won 9 out of 11 games, and are third in defensive ranking. The New Orleans Pelicans, a team that I believed were going to be a top team in the West coming into the season, just because last year against Phoenix in the playoffs, although they lost in six games, you understood that with C.J. McCollum as a new point guard, an all-star caliber guard, along with Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, the squad that they had, adding Zion Williamson, an all-star caliber guard, or forward, excuse me, not a guard. You add all that, they have to be a top team in the Western Conference. Just because of the talent that they had, adding Zion to that, that's a formula for success. And now... Their offense was never the question. Offense was never the question. They were going to score currently 6 in offensive rating at 115 at night. The questions are always going to be on the defensive end. It's going to be the buy-in by their guys to really step it up and say, all right, let's get it done. Credit Coach Willie Green. Give give him a lot of credit for what New Orleans has done on the defensive end. Currently third, as I mentioned, 108 points per game they're holding their opponents to over this last stretch. And that was the key. That was the key all along. If New Orleans could play defense at a high level, they would be successful. Because they could score with the best of them. You're telling me you're going to hold CJ Zion and Brandon Ingram, plus all the shooters that they have on that team, plus Jonas Valanciunas, one of the most underrated bigs in the league, going to hold them off from scoring? No. But historically, it's always been a shootout with this squad. But now that they're defending, it doesn't need to be a shootout. Now that they're defending, it can be, all right, we're going to get ours. Let's see you try to get yours. And that's what the most, the best teams have been doing. And you talk about championship contenders. They're always like, all right, we can get ours. Our offense is potent. We're ready to go. We're rolling. Let's see you try to get your offense against our defense. And New Orleans, showing that they got what it takes to really be a top team in the West. Number two, behind Phoenix. Phoenix, without Chris Paul, has been doing great things. We'll get into them shortly. Because they are in the power rankings at number one in the West. Come on now. But for the Pelicans, 24-7 and by Zion a night. 21-5-5 and for Ingram. CJ McCollum, 17-5. and any of those guys you can go for a 40 plus on any given night any of them can go for 40 plus on any given night. They just don't need to because they have so much offense. Seven guys on the team in total double figure score and Trey Murphy the third, 13. herb Jones 11. Jonas only 13. Valentinona is a guy that can give you a 2020 double double any night. That's how great of a talent he is. 10 points a night for Jose Alvarado. Including, I believe it was 33 last night? 38. 38 points for Jose Alvarado last night. So when you look at all the contributions that this team is getting on offense, as we expected, and then their defense rising, if they continue this, New Orleans could overtake that number one spot in the West over the Phoenix Suns. And at that point, who's to say New Orleans can't be the team representing the Western Conference In the NBA Finals this year. Number three. The Phoenix Suns. The number one team in the West. As I mentioned. Top five offense. Top five defense. And Devin Booker is still that dude. I think that's the story. Devin Booker when you talk about. MVP candidates. We got into that last week. He needs to be top five. He's just that good. I mentioned before, top five, offense, defense, number two, offensive rating, 117.5, number five, defensive rating, 109.1. Net rating is second best in the league at 8.4. This team just knows how to win. They have veterans. They, they've been to the NBA Finals. They understand what it takes to get back. In all likelihood, if they made it to the Conference Finals, I believe they could have taken down the Golden State Warriors and went to their second consecutive NBA Finals. but they have won against Boston? I don't know who's to say. They could have. I still think Boston's better than Golden State. Was Boston better than Phoenix that year. I guess the answer was yes, because they didn't, they didn't make it to the NBA Finals. But we don't know. And for Devin Booker, averaging 45 points on an effective field goal percentage of 74%, over a three-game stretch prior to yesterday, which is Sunday. Devin Booker, one of the best scorers in the NBA. We all understand the dude dropped 70. I forgot, I think it was like 20, 21 years old when he did that. So, just looking at it from that perspective. Also, this year's averaging 29 a night. You still have DeAndre Ayton averaging a double-double, 17 and 10. Mikhail Bridges, 16 points, a steal a night. Four boards, excuse me, five boards, three assists. The team just has guys that can defend. They know their roles on the team, which I think is crucial. When you talk about championship contenders, you don't want guys playing out of their role, trying to play for a contract spot. Everybody needs to know their their capabilities, know their roles. I think Phoenix does that extremely well. They're a veteran-laden team. They understand their goals, championship. Chris Paul's been injured for quite a while now. When he comes back, I think the team will be even better. I just don't think they're better than the next two teams on the roster. But hey, if Phoenix continues to win at this rate, which I think they will. Again, New Orleans is right on their heels for that number one spot. I still think Phoenix will finish one or two. Honestly, Phoenix to me looks like the most complete team in the West. New Orleans is on a hot streak. They might be there too. One or two for them right now. I think that could be a great Western Conference Finals that I would pay money to see. Plus, a rematch, right? (laughs) Um, Of the first round series last year. Except New Orleans would be way in way better shape to beat them. And they they lost in six games. It's not like it was a sweep. Not like it was five games. It was six games. Could have went to a game seven. So that would be some great basketball to watch. I'd be very hyped. To see that matchup unfold Number 2 The Milwaukee Bucks the Milwaukee 16-6 currently Alright Chris Middleton is back My guy Chris Money Middleton Back in the action Number 2 team In terms of Defensive rating And Yon Tacumpo Is still the best player in the world So let's break that down Chris Middleton being back Means that One of the best number twos in the NBA is back playing basketball, right? You have to understand that for Chris Middleton, coming off the injury that he did the MCL sprain against Chicago in the first round last year, he had a lot of time to rest, a lot of time to recover. Five for seven from outside the paint on Friday night against the Lakers. Dissed out seven assists with no turnovers and limited minutes. He's only going to get better. I expect a 30-point game from him within the next two weeks. Probably this week, to be honest. Chris Middleton's a dude that can be the closer for this Bucks team. He's historically been the closer for teams against teams for the Bucs. And Middleton's just a guy that I think is severely underrated when you talk about best players in the game, best forwards in the game. He can do it at all levels. Three level scorer, a guy that can defend at an above average clip. He's a shooter, a 50 40 90 type of guy. Who wouldn't want him as his number two? I, I can't. There's only so many guys I'd say, all right, I definitively take you over Chris Middleton. But that's how great he is. And mind you, he's in a system where he doesn't always have to be that go to guy, he is the best player in the game. On his team. And he has a guy like Drew Holiday. Another underrated guy. All-star caliber guard. You have Brooke Lopez. You have Pat Connaughton. You have Grayson Allen. All these guys that can score shoot. Chris Middleton be chilling for real on his offense. Which makes it so scary for opposing teams. Because he can legitimately drop 40 on any given night. That skill set is insane that he has. And it's so easy. One dribble pull up. Catch and shoot three. Coming off a down screen pull up. Catch. I swear I feel like he does not miss when I watch him play. Chris Middleton legitimately for any team in the NBA that has to play with the Bucks, they are scared of Chris Middleton. Giannis too, yes, Giannis is that dude, a monster in the paint. Nobody can stop him. But equally scary is Chris Middleton. Because what he does on a night in the night out basis, teams Game plan is is a screw. (laughs) They have not changed up the whole game plan until Chris Middleton is there. Again, defensive rating number two, 107 points per game. Offensive rating is only 14th, but with Chris Middleton coming back, I assure you that's going to go into the top 10. I can almost guarantee it because he's going to average around 21, 22 points per game for this team. So, obviously, offensive rating is going to go up. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the game. We all understand that. This team, you know, they're doing what they they need to do. I don't think they're going to try and really go for the number one record. If they get it, they do. But at this point, they understand it's a championship or bust situation. Giannis isn't trying to win conference titles. He's trying to win NBA titles. So Number two, Milwaukee Bucks. Number one spot for the 1,000th week in a row, it feels like. The Boston Celtics won 13 out of the last 14 games. Well, actually, no, that's not correct. Oops, sorry, but I didn't change that. That's my bad. But significant winning streak, <laughs> 19 and five. Number one offense still, and the number one point differential. Offensive rating at 120.1. Apparently, the most efficient offense in league history which makes sense when you consider the wide-open shots that a lot of the three-point shooters get. And those three-point shots are made by, one, Jason Tatum, and two, Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, obviously a league MVP candidate. We all understand the greatness that he's been putting on display, averaging 31, 8, and 4, a steal, a block, a game, does in all facets. But I think Jason Tatum has been, you know, we understand, and we've been talking about him for a while. I want to talk about his teammate. Jalen Brown, who sneakily is about to be an all NBA second team guy. That's how great he's been playing. Averaging 27 points, 7 boards, 4 assists, shooting 36% from the field, 51%, excuse me, 36% from three, 51% from the field. Elite defense, arguably the best two way player in the game today. Although, I'm sure people like Giannis and even his teammate Tatum will have something something to say about that. But from a talent perspective, from a, all right, this dude is the number two, but at times he can look like the number one. Jalen Brown is that dude. He's a bona fide all-star. I think before when he was selected as an all-star, I was like, all right, you no know, Boston's playing good. He's the second best player. Let's give it to him. No, Jalen Brown right now, He's an all-star no matter what. Even if Boston was like a number four or five seed, Jalen Brown would be an all-star. And that's just how great he's been. Going back to the last 10 games of his career so far, 29.7 rebounds, four assists, 34-10 and 10 last night against Brooklyn. The night before that, 37-14 and 14 against Miami. Put him. Multiple 30-point games in this stretch. 20-point games. Double-doubles. He can get it done in all facets of the game. All-star for sure. And if Boston continues this stretch of amazing basketball, being the number one team in the league, I have no doubt that, one, Jason Tatum will still win MVP. I think that's pretty certain at this point. And, two... Jalen Brown will be an all-NBA forward for the first time in his career. That second team spot will be his. I don't think he'll get first because obviously you have Jason Tatum in there. And then Giannis will be at that other forward spot. And even if you put him as a guard, you have Luka. And then maybe Steph will get that guard spot. I don't know who will get that second one. But for second team, oh, yeah. You can have Jalen Brown. You can have Kevin Durant there, too. Uh, Maybe Anthony Davis, if he continues to streak a lot of players. But Jalen Brown, be a second team. Book it. Put it in the books right now. That's what he's going to be because he is playing out of this world. People want to separate the Jays. I'm so glad they didn't. But if they did, Jalen Brown would be killing it somewhere on another team. Because you see the numbers he's putting up with Tatum. Imagine what he could do without him. Special talent. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the From Downtown Podcast. Make sure you guys rate five stars so we can continue to move upon the algorithm. Please make sure you guys share with family and friends. And today, it was a good episode today. I feel like I really was excited to talk about Anthony Davis. I meant to do it on Friday after that Milwaukee game, but boy, am I glad I didn't because he topped that one 55 and 17 on Sunday night. Anthony Davis is on a crazy stretch. I was hoping he can get 60, honestly. They should have fed him more down the stretch. Although I'm sure the Wizards would eventually have double teamed. But even then, Anthony Davis was on another level. He couldn't be stopped. He was making his free throws. He was a complete center, powerful, whatever you want to say, in the league last night, doing it at all levels of the game. I'm just happy for the dude, man. Everybody's been calling him street clothes. Everybody's been saying, oh, he can't play anymore. I was never one of those guys. You can you can ask some of my friends to talk basketball with. I believe Anthony Davis was still a top-five talent when healthy. And he's healthy right now, and he's showing over the last 10 games. He's been a top-five player in the league. He's going to be in the MVP conversation if he continues this, if the Lakers continue to surge. Let's say by all-star break, if they're a top-four team, which I think is legitimately... In question for them, because the way they're playing right now, they can definitely make some noise in the Western Conference. And at that point, who's to say they can't make a sneaky run in the playoffs? Again, shooting is an issue. They'll have to address that. But when you have an MVP candidate, a top five player in the game, a lot of things can be remedied with that type of talent. But I was super excited to talk about that today. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Week 8 power rankings in the books. New Orleans making that sneaky appearance. I see how good they can be. I thought they would be good adding Zion with the acquisition of C.J. McCollum earlier last year. But having Zion's a new animal, I'm happy for them, what they're doing. Let's see if they can keep it up. Milwaukee, obviously, as great a team as they are, they're going to be even better with Chris Middleton. Great basketball, man. Great basketball. NBA is in a good place right now. Until next time, y'all. Take care.